0: Welcome back to another installment of your favorite radio broadcast from the A Push Originals. I am your host Danielle, with my fellow comrades on deck, Vanessa, Idell, and Anna. I want to start off today's affairs talking about our dear president, who many of you may know as FDR or Mister Franklin Roosevelt since the beginning of his administration in 33 he has been using us america using us as his little guinea pigs you what he labels as a quote unquote experiment called the new deal now if you choose to be a politically aware citizen then you'd be at least a bit knowledgeable about what this new deal is but if you are not making that choice then our incredible drama team here at A-Push Originals Radio has the perfect production for you.
1: Homer was a humble man and loving father. He came from the modest means, born and raised in Tennessee. He never made too much money, much like the rest of the barren working class in the Depression. But he had his family, his baby Bart and Lisa, and his wife, Marge. After Marge and baby Bart caught pneumonia, there was only so much Homer could do before he had to quit his job to take care of the two. Some sorrowful months after Homer stopped working, baby Bart and Marge gave in to their illness and bit the dust. Homer and baby Lisa were on their own now. For a while, they stayed with Grandpa, and he took care of them until Homer was recruited by the Silver Conservation Corps to work on a forestry project in Arizona. It hurt him to leave his baby girl and worried him even further to leave her with his father. Grandpa wasn't getting any younger after all, but Homer knew this would be an opportunity to make a greater life for himself and his family. So off to Arizona he went. The family crunched on the benefits of the CCC for a long stretch. Homer remained at the worker camps on the project side and sent money home to Grandpa and Lisa when he could. He continued to do this until he heard talk of a new program called the Tennessee Valley Authority. The program would grant him the opportunity to work in his home state much closer to his family. This news overjoyed Homer and sooner or later, he was back in Tennessee working to redevelop the Crumbling region. But it was not all peaches and cream upon return. Homer soon found that his working conditions were nearly unbearable. Long hours in the hot and humid weather, building a flood control around the state to ensure its safety. This is no job fit for any man, thought Homer, and he was not the only one who felt this way. Soon after his realization, him and his fellow laborers began, build, began batting together to protest their poor conditions. But their efforts were struck down quickly by the higher-ups, and they were threatened with termination if they were... To assemble again. After months of exploitation from employers all around, the Wagner Act of 1935 was passed, giving Homer and his co-workers a legal right to unionize and contest their employer, and by the power of this act, Homer had organized over 100 men who were well on their way to facilitating humane and comfortable workdays. <laughs>
0: Wasn't that just a wonderful story, folks? Yes, indeed, it was, I know. Now, moving on to our next segment, a personal favorite amongst our more liberal audience out there, it is time for today's King Fish Commentary with my special comrade, who would simply like to be known as Anna. Talk to us, Anna.
2: Well, we all know nothing new comes without criticism, so of course we could expect that not everyone would be the biggest fan of Roosevelt's New Deal, am I right? I'm gonna assume you all said yes. Now, one thing about me, I'm sure I'm not Mr. President's number one fan right now, and I'll tell you why. Because this New Deal is a crummy one. The president has never been a man of little means. He has no idea what it's like to live, how us working class citizens do. So how is it that A man who's never experienced poverty, not a single moment of financial hardship is going to solve the problem. He won't. It makes no sense to me how the New Deal will benefit us long term, and I feel as if these programs are only beneficial to a portion of the nation, and not all of everyone as a whole.
3: And now, it's time for a bit of gossip. Today's headline, has Fatty's grade got the best of him? You heard it right. Today's top topic of discussion is Mr. Fatty Arkbuckle, an overweight American film star who apparently has a dangerous appetite for more than just food. In recent times, Mr. Arkbuckle has been charged with manslaughter and his career is suffering for it. The accused has since been acquitted for his crimes, but many still believe that Arkbuckle is responsible for the rape and murder of the aspiring American model and actress Virginia Rapp. Now, I want to ask you listeners to call in and tell us what you think happened to this woman so we can discuss it on next week's show.
0: It is about that time, the time that we talk about our Black icons in this country. This week's highlights being Jack Dempsey, Paul Robeson, and Bessie Smith. We have Idel starting us off with today's sports highlight. Tell us something, Idell.
1: I sure will, Danielle. Takes of the Manison mother Jack Dempsey has made history as the nation's most savage boxer. His title is unmatched. Even after injury, he still rises and conquers the ring. And we can't fail to mention that this black man is an eight-time heavyweight champ who has paved the way for little black boys to follow in his footsteps and become as great as him. Coming in with today's entertainment highlight, we are bringing it back to Vanessa.
3: Thanks, Idel. And now, our next iconic figure is the one and only Mr. Paul Robeson, another black star who has featured in multiple charting films, including but not limited to The Emperor Jones, Shobo, and Big Fella. Not only is Robeson a talented actor and a bass baritone artist, but also a rigorous activist working non-stop by vocalizing the issues and the violence that the black community continues to face. And for that, we need to applaud this man for stepping up.
2: Hmm, yes, he has a wonderful singing voice as well. Speaking of singing, our last but certainly not least star of the show is Miss Bessie Smith, Yeah, another beaming black icon with talent that has raised the bars for blues music. Some of my personal favorites include Muddy Waters, They Were Gonna Get You, and Jailhouse Blues. Her sound is something that all can appreciate, and it will continue to influence music as a whole for generations to come.
0: As we come to a close, it's time that we discuss something a bit more serious. As you may have heard, not too long ago, nine black youths were convicted of raping two white women, tried unjustly, and punished with a lifetime sentence of imprisonment. When they were all arrested, none of the boys even knew who each other were. The police were just looking for another excuse to demonize blackness and have those poor children brought in jail for the rest of their lives. The most alarming fact about this case is that it's one of many. This sort of thing happens entirely too often, people. It isn't right that nine children could be nitpicked from a crowd to be arrested, carelessly tried, and convicted of crimes they wouldn't even think of committing. We have to do better, America. Well, thank you all for tuning in to today's installment from A-Push Originals Radio. Everyone's company was greatly appreciated, and we can't wait for everyone to tune in next week and listen to us talk our heads off. Bye-bye.